tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, it makes me so happy to hear this theme song again in my earphones. Yes! In the studio here at After Buzz TV. It's been way too long. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bob's Burgers After Show here at After Buzz TV. We are talking about Season 6, Episode 6, The Cook, The Steve, The Gale, and Her Lover. What a which mouthful. in of itself is a phenomenal title. <laughs> uh, if you guys have not done so already, please be sure to head on over to iTunes. You can also listen to us on iTunes. Subscribe to us there. Leave us reviews. Let us know what you think. If you're listening on iTunes, you should head it over to YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Leave comments on the video. And, uh, of course, if you are watching right now, we are following along in the live chat. Yes, and are. with that hashtag, ABTVBobsB, which you can use to talk to us throughout the show, throughout the week, throughout your life. <laughs> really uh, I am Emma Fife, your host. I can be found all over the internet at Emma Fife, which is my name. And today I am joined by my phenomenal co-host who, uh, has thankfully returned librarian, stole her for a while, but now she's back. Alexis Torres. Hey, everybody. I'm back and I'm ready to talk about one of my favorite cartoons. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's one of my favorite well, cartoons yeah. that's currently on the air. You can find me all over their social media at atorres890 in the chat on the hashtag. I'm so excited. I know. I'm like shaking. And, this, like was, kind of crazy. and this was such a strong start to the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for real. And this episode had me, I think I have abs of steel now because I was laughing, laughing so, so hard. Exactly. And, and this, to me, this episode just really encapsulated everything that is so fantastic about Bob's yes. Burgers as a show. Mm-hmm. That the reason that you're laughing so hard is because it's just a slight exaggeration of a real life scenario. Yes. <laughs> Completely, especially with like the reactions and just the one liners in general. They're so quick that yes. you, just, you have to sit there and be like, wait, 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 rewind. What did he say? And yeah. it's just, it just, everything about the writing was great and I missed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, this episode was one that started off and, you know, so at the top of the episode, we see Louise in Mr. Franz office. Getting in trouble all over again. again. Always. And, for a moment, I was like, okay, where are we going to go with this episode? Especially because the subsequent scene took a hard turn and they're all in the restaurant and yeah. it's Bob being like, I got this new friend. And Teddy's like, I want to hang out with your friend. Teddy was so upset. I know. I don't think, I mean, I've seen Teddy mad before, but not this mad to the point where he's yeah. fake laughing and like yelling at Tina mm-hmm. a little bit. And he was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Tina. I'm sorry. And I was yeah. like, whoa. Well, because ultimately this was an episode that was about communication and relationships in relation to a bunch of the different characters on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's uh, start off by talking about Louise's story because she was the first person that we saw at the top of the episode. So basically we're we're introduced to, and we already know from watching past episodes, but if you'd never seen Bob's Burgers before you could watch this episode, you see her in Mr. Franz's office and you go, okay, she has got a strained relationship with the guidance counselor. Yes, it's that that's not even like the like there's no other 
other word to describe their interactions at all. Is yeah. That it's a very strange relationship. Well, because you just have these two characters that don't see eye to eye ever at all. Ever. At all. Yeah. And now I want to ask you, did you have a guy, because when I was in elementary school. Oh, no, we're sharing. <laughs> this is, no, this is why I love this show. Oh, God, because oh, God, it just oh, God, relates oh, so much to real life. So when I was in elementary school, our guidance counselor, it was, and again, slight exaggeration of real life. Yeah. Our guidance counselor did not have weird yarn dolls that <laughs> or she, weird puppets <laughs> that, she, that she had made herself, but she did have puppets. Shut up. Yeah. Are you yeah. Serious? She had a bear and I think a raccoon. Oh my God. Maybe that they, yeah, that she would use to like act out stories Lord because puppet mercy. therapy is something that's very common okay. in, no, in, no, no, uh, in child psychology. Yeah. I love how you know this. Yeah. I forgot about uh, that. Yes. The more you know. Yes. Thank you. I have a lot of uh, psychologists in my family, so that's why I know. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, you know, and also friends that, that experienced that as well as a kid, be it in actually like therapy or just mm-hmm. in, in when their guidance counselors just came into their classrooms as elementary school students to be like, hey, we're the guidance counselor. If you ever want to talk about what's making you sad, come see me. Oh my God. Um, see, I feel bad because my guidance, because I was a, I was a kid that moved around a lot and mm-hmm. I, where I usually told everybody that my family were gypsies and we just moved around a lot. <laughs> um, but no, like when I finally got to junior high, I finally had my first interaction with a guidance counselor because I was bullied when I was when I was in school but he was it was a little weird he wasn't like that lovey-dovey like express how you're feeling he was like a sports macho guy he's like Alex what'd you do what's going on what's happening (laughs) he's like tossing a football like as he's talking to me and I'm like I feel like you don't understand what's happening. He's like, you just got to go out there, take it one step at a time, do one of these. And I'm just like, you don't understand me at all. So definitely not Mr. Front. But again, but there's that parallel again between like you and your guidance counselor did not see eye to eye much in the way that Louise and Mr. Front completely opposite people. Yeah. Uh, So of course we learn when they're having this big dinner party, which Gail is bringing a date to. Now we already knew that Gail was dating Mr. Frond. Yes, we did know that, but I just, it was just funny because I kind of forgot about it yeah, yeah, yeah. until he showed up and I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh, nope, nope, we talked about this. Well, I actually didn't forget about it, so I was actually really happy to see him show up because when they said, oh, you know, Gail's got a second date with some hot new dude, I was like, oh, what happened to Mr. Frond? Oh. <laughs> so I guess maybe that's what the writers were doing because we were gone for so long. They're like, yeah. maybe don't forget, and yeah. we're just gonna poke right back at Yeah, him. absolutely. But yeah, because I mean, it, it, that was a big plot point in Gail making bobsled earlier this season. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Mr. Friend, of course, shows up at the house, and Louise is determined to get rid of him. Oh man, I love how she was like slowly trying to push him out yeah. of the front door, and he's like, Oh, that's my foot. Ow! Oh, no, no, that's my butt! Like, it was great. I just loved it. Yeah, and she employs a number of different tactics to uh, try to rid them of him. The mafia witch? Yeah, I mean, that was Jean's idea. That was Jean's idea. Yeah, I know. But still, that was great. I thought it was great. I was just like, how are you going to... How are you going to be able to do that? But yeah. Jean always finds a way. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and Louise had suggested either in the mafia or a witch, and it was Jean's idea to just mafia make it a mafia witch. witch. <laughs> and and like, so, yeah, and so, you know, they, they started off by simply talking, like, trying to interject into this dinner conversation that was happening yeah. and uh, and convince Gail that <laughs> that Mr. Frond was in the mafia or a witch. Or, I can't remember what the other thing Gene like, said. Like, did you, like, did you notice that 
Oh, he, that he, uh, oh gosh, I forgot. It was something about his butt. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was like his butt is weirdly shaped or something. Yeah, and then, uh, was it Tina who was just or like. Or his face kind of looks like a butt? I don't know. Uh, something along those lines, and Tina's like, I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> I love how she just kind of popped up. She also had really good lines this episode. Yeah. And she wasn't even like, cut. I mean, she wasn't like really a main. Um, concerned because she was just kind of in the background like Tina does. But yeah. like, I love how, I mean, we haven't gotten to Xander yet, but I love how she was just really not feeling it no. with Xander, which I don't blame her. He's 10 years old. Yeah, and well, I mean, no, and that's what, like, super like, hot. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and it was so nice to see sort of like Tina's own attitude Into turned person. against her. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> because, I mean, part of what's so lovely about Tina as a character is she is this weird she's a determined young lady yeah she's very <laughs> sexual in a in a like in the way a 14 year old girl is <laughs> You know what I mean? That like phrase she was perfect. Yeah, like there's there's no other, there's way, no to other way to put it. Because again, it's like she very much embodies that young teenage girl just starting yeah. to kind of think about sex for the first time, mm-hmm. and you know, if she's in that teen romance, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Twilight kind of not really phase, right. and you're like, what's happening? Right, <laughs> but where it where it's beyond romance, and she acknowledges that there is this physical side of it. Oh yeah, like the fact that she keeps a a, a butt bank yes. or whatever in yep. her right in right in mm-hmm. here is right how she puts here. it. So I'm like, yeah, it's just another version of a spank bank. But yeah, it's a butt bank. Yeah, and she like, writes erotic friend fiction. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, like what was it like horses yeah. Jimmy Jr. and some other things I'm yeah. like alright girl yep. you get it and everybody just wants to touch each other's butts yeah <laughs> what a world we live in what a world to be alive <laughs> I get you Tina Tina's you world yeah I love it uh, yeah so but it was really funny to to see when it was in when um Bob brought up the idea that uh, his new friend was going to be bringing his son his man crush yeah, or, shall we man say? crush yeah it's very like, true uh, was going to be bringing his son along with him that that, uh, that Tina, of course, her instant reaction is is like attractive, yeah, or whatever. She was like, draw, draw his body. Oh, type can, yeah, to me. can you draw his body type? And I was just like, that's weird. And also, yeah, like, oh, was a teenager got it going on or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, it's little tiny ten year old Xander yep. who sounds like Jimmy Junior, mm-hmm. but a little bit more airy, which is saying something, mm-hmm. and just really loves his lips for a ten year old. I know, and is a kleptomaniac. Crazy to yep. me. Then I love how like immediately Gail, like, not Gail, Linda's like, "Where did my Costa go?" Yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Wow, we were getting into it real quick." Yeah, yeah, it was I great. Loved it. Uh, yeah, so uh, so you get circling back to Louise's story uh, and and the next major tactic that mm-hmm. they employ. So basically, at the beginning of the episode, we establish that Tina is learning Spanish. <laughs> Oh my god, this whole, this whole scenario. I was like, okay, it was just a one line. It was so quick that mm-hmm. she was just like, hey, Gene, can you help me out with my Spanish? And he was just like, yep, sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. I thought we were never gonna come back to that. Yeah. Until that great, I wrote it down. It was amor por favor. <laughs> Greatest. Literally, if you guys could have watched how Emma and I were reacting to this song, I think literally we couldn't breathe yeah. at one point because it was so good. Well, it's because again, the writing was so smart. Because okay, so first of all, we'd already gotten the idea of okay, Tina is studying Spanish. Here's why we introduced that idea in this episode, and we've established that Tina is just beginning to learn Spanish, and all of the phrases that she oh, sang so... in this song are like 
first day of Spanish lessons. Yeah, I was like, okay, we're in Spanish one. She's a freshman. Like, that's yeah. where I feel like we are yeah. at right now, where she's like learning how to say, hola, Tina, como estas? Yeah, like, it, was like, like, oh, it was like, hi, how are you? Where's the bathroom? Yeah. It's like what the whole and song actually like, your, translated Your hair to. is very something. It was like, el perro, something, something. Yes. And I was just like, what is going on right now? These are the most random phrases. I don't think I even remember doing this until like yeah. way into Spanish. But I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, to me that was completely genius. Just the way that that was that, that was written. Oh and, my god, uh, and, and yeah, because the idea was that they were trying to scare Gail into thinking that love was terrible and you should just. I don't love how Be Bob, on your own. Yeah, and Bob was just like, I don't think that's what that means. Yep. Uh, to, uh, Louise, stop, please. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, my uh, Yeah, so before we get into we'll, we'll sort of can talk about all the conclusions all at once uh, at the end of the episode. So that's kind of where, you know, Louise's story sort of ends in that with the Spanish song and also her, of course, stealing the yarn doll. That was made from his dead grandmother's shawl? Yes. Yes, Mr. Frond, uh, in order to prove his uh, undying, love, undying for love for Gail, made her a yarn doll replica of herself. And apparently Jean did not recognize you. Like, yes. Who's that woman who's sitting on our couch? Yes. No, that was great when they're like, I think it's on Gail. <laughs> I was like, but I love it because it had the little fanny pack and everything. I know. It, was, it was, he put a lot of L- hard work. Listen, there was a lot of thought and effort put into the craftsmanship of that doll. I'm proud of you, man. That was great. Yeah. No, it, it was, it was, uh, it was lovely. Uh, yeah. So, oh so, uh, so basically, uh, Louise steals the doll as part of her master plan for Gail and uh, Mr. Fraun to not get How together. How would you feel about Mr. Fraun having alcohol for the first time and getting kind of drunk and getting sick immediately? Immediately. I mean, if I'm not Gail, yeah. <laughs> but if I were, I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I can date you lightweight. <laughs> no, see, see, but no, I, 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 I feel the same way because. I've, I'm not a very big wine drinker, so I've never mm-hmm, really like sat mm-hmm. there and be like, oh, this looks nice or whatever and right. just like do that. But I know someone who went wine tasting and she didn't realize you were supposed to spit out the wine while you were tasting, so she just kept chugging uh, the wine after wine. So she was just like, woo! She was like super plastered. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And she's just like, what? And I was like, have you been drinking all of this wine? And then she was just immediately sick. And I was just like, oh, Bob's Burgers gets it. Yeah. I know some people who would do that. And yeah. it's just crazy. And yeah. I thought, but yeah, no, those noises and whatever Foley and whatever was oh, happening. Oh, dude, guys, I applaud to uh, the Foley department on uh, Bob's Burgers because holy moly, those <laughs> those sounds of him vomiting in the bathroom like actually made me ill. <laughs> yeah, no, like seriously, like Emma was eating a great burrito and I was like, man, I'm so hungry. That scene came up. I was like, nope, yep, I'm good. I was, that was 100% when I, I need- stopped eating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like... I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, another thing that's really great about Bob's Burgers is they, they just really hit, like, right on the nose with everything. They and do. And, really and, awesome. and the thing that I appreciate, too, about Bob's Burgers is, like, they're not afraid to explore those sort of uglier areas oh of life, God. like... Get drinking too much and being sick, or like getting diarrhea from lactose intolerance. I felt so bad for Steve. Also, yeah. divorce is a yeah. running thing about a lot in Bob's Burgers and in cartoons in general. But yeah. like that, that was a running theme and how kids can be affected by divorce and the fact that Xander's a kleptomaniac. I was like, man, throwing in some of those serious tones in there. Bob's yeah, Burgers. well, I mean, that's the you know, again, it's like that's the thing is like Bob's Burgers. They explore not only just like physically gross kind of things, but also like more un- uncomfortable unpleasant sort of topics, but they do it in such a way that it's like, this is just part of life. Yeah. Like, this isn't taboo. This isn't bad to talk about. I mean, even even Teddy said, 
when uh, when Bob brought up like, oh, you know, Steve's coming over, he's divorced, he's like trying to get back out there and be friends with people, and uh, and Teddy's like, so what? Everyone's divorced. Like, what's new about this? Doesn't yeah. make him so special. Yeah. I'm divorced, and I was like, oh, Teddy, I think you're my teddy bear, and it's I fine. Know. Yeah, I know. but he came in. And helped out at the very end, but we'll get to that. He did, but. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk a little more about Gail since we were sort of touching on Mr. Frond, which was a, a major part of her storyline. Mm-hmm. So Gail, I wrote down some great quotes from her. So first of all, <laughs> she was so good. This she episode. shows up to this dinner party that Bob is having in an absolute panic, and she's talking about her requirements. For a mate, oh. and why she's like real happy about this mystery date yes. that's showing up, and she says uh, he's a man, he has a face, he can go outside. Those that's, are just those are her requirements. Yeah. I think those are great. I know some people who have extremely high requirements, and I would rather them take it down to Gail style. Just yeah. saying, just but saying. I'm gonna say this is the thing, though. So another another great quote from Gail in this scene. Uh, she said, "I've never been on a second date before that the other person knew about." I know, I was like, oh, Gail. And I love how Linda described Gail as, like, she's one more dead cat away from living, living in with us. And, and Bobby me was like, yeah, your mother's right. Yeah. Also, I know that we, we're not going to get into it completely, but Linda really stepped it up as a mom this oh, time. Oh, she, she did. She brought back, like, my mom's, like, thing where she can just literally just be like, look into my eyes. Look yep. at these crazy eyes. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's my mother. Well, and, and we saw Tina employ that same <gasps> tactic with Louise at favorite, the end of the episode. Favorite scene yep. out of the whole episode was Tina not saying a freaking word and just literally just staring at Tina and I mean at, at, at Louise, Louise yeah. and Louise just freaking out and yep. going oh, okay and she actually cursed a lot I mean yeah. Louise usually curses but she like, does she but does. she was like it was like one right after the other yep. and I was like okay Louise means business on this yeah. one she yeah. felt really bad yeah she did yeah she yeah. absolutely did because uh, she sabotaged Gail's one chance of happiness and I'm like uh, give it to her just give yep. it to Gail just yep. it's fine <laughs> now the one thing I will say is that obviously you know Gail is this crazy cat lady character Character, but yeah. I think that I mean I feel like there is a little bit of Gail in yeah. me. Yeah. Well, not you. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was for. A, I know a lot of people who are like Gail. I just. Th- th- but this scene just really resonated with me, where she was like freaking out about yeah. a second date because I don't know. I've been there before, where when you really like somebody and you've not had too many terribly successful relationships. No, and-, and I completely agree with you. I mean, to be honest, for a lot of people, dating in LA is hard. Yeah. I know a lot of my friends who are currently single, and it's just like getting to even the second or third date is just like leaping over mountains. Yeah. You know, and then eventually I find, oh, we've been dating for six months. I'm like, oh my god, congratulations! That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like people in LA tend to like, if it is going well, you don't hear about it because nope. everyone's so terrified it's not going yeah, to. Yeah, they think it's like taboo or bad luck to talk about. They're like, oh no, it's nothing big. We just, you know, we've yeah. only gone on like a couple of days. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. don't make a big deal about it. Please, please, please. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just felt like that, that this episode in general, in this scene, and also in a lot of the stuff that was going on with Bob and Steve, yeah. just really captured that sort of anxiety of going into a new relationship, yeah. of trying to establish a new relationship, be it romantic or or friend. Or friend. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I have the worst 
worst time when I had to make <laughs> friends. And I know a lot of people are like, what? You're so smiley and approachable. I'm like, I am like screaming on the inside. I love how Linda was helping Bob out by like, maybe you should try playing hard to get. I know. Do that. And he's like, yeah, you want this? You want this? You can't have it. <laughs> that kind of thing. And Linda's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, I, I go through that same thing of like, does this person like me? We've been talking at this party for a while. I don't know. Maybe should we exchange Facebooks? Oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, and I like how she was like, hide me. No, don't hide me. That's a, give me a makeup over quick. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, when Mr. Fraun first uh, showed, showed up. up. And then and then on top of that, okay, so it was, so that was just a very, again, exaggerated yet very heavily based in reality yeah. moment. And then to see the two of them at this dinner party, Linda forcing Mr. Fraun to drink. Which that, was, that was a bit rough. <laughs> I was like, alright, Linda, let's, let's, let's bring it back a little bit. You're putting too much on yeah. there. But. Yeah, but ultimately, I mean, we see Gail and Philip, which is Mr. Fraun's first name. Oh god, I forgot that his first name is Philip. Okay, yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. Just really connecting on their sort of they're weird... so cute. Yeah, like they're really kind of adorable together. Yeah, they both like rules, and he says, your rules rule. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's one that was like, I need to throw up stuff to happen now because yep. it's happening. Yeah, um, in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, and then the fact that he screams into his pillow sometimes and then she cries, cries into, into a bre- loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> And they're just like, and I love how he was just like, aww, and then just Louise just screaming. Like, I, I would be screaming on the inside, but she actually was screaming, and then Linda was just yelling at her, like, go back over there and, you know, come back with a smile and no words coming out of it. And they're like, yeah. good, good. Yeah, because yeah. you know how parents are. They like to talk through their teeth if they're angry. They do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. angry parents. No, I, I was just going to say that it was so, so, so it was... Interesting to see them connecting so well. Uh, this is Gail and Mr. Frond in that moment where they're all waiting around for dinner to be ready. Yeah. And then, like, as the night went on and after, amor, por favor. Oh, my God. That song was so genius. <laughs> and that basically both of them thought that the other one didn't like them. Yeah, it just, it it became instant, and people are like, oh, that seems exaggerated. I'm like, no, people go through that. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're like, you don't know this person, you don't know how the night goes, because you could think it's going well, and then, next thing you know, you either don't get a text back, or they're like, oh yeah, I didn't like her very much. Right. Oh, there it is. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. Give me a makeover, quick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and again, it goes back to basically, you know, what ended up being sort of the solution to all of everything in this episode, which was just communication. Mm-hmm. It was all about misperceptions. Yeah. Particularly in the case of Gail and Mr. Frond, mm-hmm. where, you know, we have Gail being on the couch like, I just, I can't get those Spanish, the English version of that <laughs> Spanish song out of my head. Gail's so ridiculous. I'm gonna die alone and meanwhile, you know, Mr. Frond is throwing up in the bathroom yeah, going, oh, I'm gonna die alone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna knit myself a wife. <laughs> I was like, no, don't say that. I think that you're but you and Gail could be weird together. Yeah. 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 Which, we, you know, ultimately, it's like they're... The message kind of was, you know, there is somebody that's exactly your kind of weird. Exactly. For everybody. Yeah. You will find that somebody. And again, as much as, like, we didn't really, like, portray that tonight, but, like, you can also be alone and it wouldn't be... And it you, wouldn't it be wouldn't terrible. Be yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. So, but not in this all. instance, it's just because Gail's just like, I, I've, I've already tried this and it didn't work out. Yeah. And now I'm going to lose someone who I thought... Liked me, me and uh, yeah, and that's 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 rough. Hit yeah, me right, right, hit me right in the feels. Oh, uh, it hits me right in the feels too. Because <laughs> again, because I think that you know, on some level, 
we've all been there. Certainly not to the exaggerated level no. of people making yarn dolls of us. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's cute, and then there's just times where you're like, well, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Just, just a tiny bit. Yeah, oh. the whole dead grandma thing. Yeah, why did it, you didn't have to tell me that. You could have just been like, oh, I made you a doll. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. You didn't have to be like, and it was also by my dead grandmother's uh, shawl. shawl. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, that's where, that's where you ruined it. A little bit. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Uh, so before we, we talk about how everybody starts talking to each other and uh, resolves all their problems, let's talk about Bob. <laughs> And Steve, Bob and Steve, man, that was that was a weird that was a weird roller coaster ride tonight at dinner. <laughs> I didn't really know what to go with on that one. Because basically, what it is is you know Bob is planning this dinner party that they're gonna have, and it's a big deal because Gail is bringing a date. And Steve, Bob's new friend, is coming over. What do they call him? Interesting guy? Yeah, because like, every time when, I guess, Steve spoke, Bob would just say interesting. Yeah. And then, obviously, Teddy would have, like, a giant fit over it. Yeah. It felt really bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Teddy was obviously a huge component of Bob's story as yeah. well, because it was about Teddy feeling kind of snubbed yeah. as a friend, and Bob maybe giving some undue attention to Steve. Yeah. Again, another adult thing that we all go through mm-hmm. sometimes when you meet new people and you have a good friend that you've had, you know, they just feel like, oh, this person's pushing me out because they want this new person because they have a lot in common or whatever, even though Steve and Bob did not have anything in common. No, not really, all. except just, that they both had a children. I think that, I think that was it. And, yeah, yeah. He just thought that he was, he just thought his job was super cool and that he was extremely interesting. And Teddy was just like, I'm not interesting. What's happening? Yeah. So. Yeah. And ultimately, it, and, and again, it's that whole perception thing of Bob thinks that Steve is so interesting, but Steve's really not all that interesting. No, I mean, he even said, because he thought, because he, he works as a, um, oh gosh. Archaeologist. Yes, yeah. he's like, oh, he's like Indiana Jones. He's like, no, that's far from it. What was the example? He said that it was, um, uh, archaeology, um, with Indiana Jones is like, um, a prostitute. Like, it's like oh, a with pretty thing. woman. Yeah. yeah so which Gail was like, which character in pretty woman was a prostitute? And then Jean was like, all of them, honey. And he, she's like, oh. I was like, Jean. oh, Gail. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So you'll be exactly. It's like Bob is like so putting, he's basically putting all of his eggs in one basket with this friendship. Just this one guy he met once. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's that, again, it's that allegory for, for relationships. And it applies to friendships, but it certainly applies to romances where you meet somebody who you just think is so fascinating and you aren't really interested in them, you're interested in your perception of them. I know, and it hurts. Oh, it hurts so, so bad. But yeah, like, I, like when he, like, he bought expensive wine, he I wanted know. to make this great pos- pot roast with, with this cream, yeah, like, like short rib or whatever he was making, yeah. And didn't even think, again, one, once again, it's like your perception of somebody, they, they have these exquisite, expensive kind of tastes, and so you just do what the person you've made up, you think, would like. <laughs> oh my god, and just go all out, and even he was like, oh yeah, it was really expensive, and like Linda's like, Bob, Bob, just turn it down a notch. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we get yeah. like stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think we've all done that too, where it's like when yeah. you want to impress somebody, you go all out. Yeah. You just you're at an eleven the yeah, whole time, the whole time, and you're just like, and like if you have other friends there or something, like, yeah, yeah, who yeah. are you? Like, yep. What is happening? Yeah. But yeah, because yeah, it, it's true. Because you then try to turn into the version of you 
that you think that they would like. Yeah, or that you would see together. So you're like, oh, if this guy likes this really cool wine, I'm going to buy like a bunch of it or I'm going to drink it, but then right. it could be really gross. But right. it's like, no, this person likes this. I'm going to force myself to do a thing that I've never done before. Yeah, right. And, and we, like, and again, it, it, as you mentioned earlier, Alexis, you know, we see Linda trying to coach Bob through it, being like, oh, you need to ignore him a little and like calm down. And we see Teddy trying to use that tactic on Bob being like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Charlie Charlie from the union. You know, Charlie, he's great. Oh, he called me. Oh, ha And like, Bob's like, I didn't hear your phone Your phone didn't ring. Yeah. And then like how he was sending like passive aggressive text messages like, oh, sorry, that was for Charlie. Have you ever done that or thought about that? Like when somebody has, not even necessarily if somebody hasn't texted you back, but like when you want to text somebody and you're like, oh, they really need to text me. Yep. I've definitely been there. I've been that crazy person where when I was in high school, I really liked this guy and he finally gave me his number and I was like, okay. Uh, shoot, should I text him? He hasn't texted me in a few days. What do I do? What do I do? And then my friend's like, just pretend like you're texting me or something. I'm like, okay. And so I sent like a text and he's like, uh, no, this is, I can't remember his name. (laughs) And, and, and I was like, oh no, sorry. He's like, oh, is this Alexis? Hey. And I was like, it worked. (laughs) And I was, I'm not very proud of that guys. So please don't hold that. (laughs) Yeah, that is, uh, that's not something we recommend that you do, but please don't. But if you've done it, we're saying it's fine. Yeah. I did it one time and I will never do it again because I felt really terrible after that. Also, I was like 13, yeah. so I'm going to let that one go. Yeah, but it was just, it was really, again, <laughs> it was just so real to see Teddy very jealous and upset. Very, yeah, 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 and using coping mechanisms that we <laughs> use in real life to try to deal with that. I know, it was kind of crazy yeah. to see, but I also like, I know that Teddy really cares about Bob. He so, does, I mean, he, he does. I, I like, I've never seen him eat any other type of food except for Bob's burgers. I know. So I was like, oh, Teddy, you're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> no, Teddy's, Teddy's a great friend to Bob, and ultimately, it's Teddy who's sort of the catalyst for everybody having really honest conversations. Yep. And strengthening their relationships and resolving all of the misperceptions that were happening yeah. throughout this episode. No, I completely agree with you. Um, because, you know, when, uh, when Steve is, uh, struggling with the fact that he had some creme fraiche and is severely cr- lactose intolerant. That was crazy. He was immediately like, I'm sorry, is there cream in this? And literally he got up and he's like, nope, we gotta go find a bathroom when that's not, the, there's, that's not, that's a there's not a man in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he was just, and he really didn't like when people were talking to him while he was in the bathroom. That was funny. That, I, because I don't, like, I, this is very strange. I feel like I have a like love hate relationship with people like talking to me when I'm in the bathroom. It can be really awkward. It can, but then sometimes it kind of just happens. Yeah, yeah. Especially like, especially women. Yeah, sometimes we yep. go to the bathroom together. We're in the stalls next to each other, and it's just like, oh man, did you see that thing that happened on the Oscars last yeah. night? Oh my god! And you're just like, yeah, totally. And you guys are just totally using the bathroom yeah. together. Yeah, it's like. A little weird. I know. I sort of want to because I feel like it's like different for guys because you know you they all just actually, kind of stand up and pee together. Yeah, so it's just like you're looking at each other and you're like, well, this is weird. But with girls, <laughs> there's a giant wall there. You see only your shoes. It's, yeah. it's a thing. It's a weird relationship. Yeah. There. And then you still carry on a conversation. I don't know. I feel like there was again a little of That's that. So funny. I, I, never I feel of it like that way. a lot of what Bob the the behavior that was being displayed by Bob and Teddy in this episode in particular was very sort of characteractic of teenage girls. No, in a way, and I don't mean that in a negative way 
at all. No, because I totally can see Bob and Teddy being like me and my best friend Sarah. Yeah. Like, the two of us are like that all the time. Where like when after uh, Teddy found out, like, hey, what's why are you sitting here by yourself mm-hmm. in the restaurant? And he, you know, explained it. And mm-hmm. he's like, what? Is he in there? Is he in there? You don't deserve my Bobby. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like a best friend would do that or a girlfriend or boyfriend would do that for you yeah. if they truly cared about you. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I think that's a really good, I think that's a compliment. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, and Ted, just Teddy going to town oh, with the compliments God. for Bob and just yelling at Steve was while he's in the bathroom. For God's sake. <laughs> Poor guy sitting there having the worst night of his life. But it was great. You know no. what I mean? It was just, it was really nice to see just that really genuine friendship. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And he even let them make, like, make up at the very end. Yeah. And they're on a group hug. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and Steve, because of Teddy being so open and honest, in turn was very honest himself, being yeah. like, you know, I've been a little standoffish tonight. It's a weird, it's a weird time coming back from the divorce. Yeah. And it was a very running theme. He it just was. kept saying that over and over. He's like, oh, I you know. know, since the divorce and I'm trying to do this because of the vo- divorce and I'm also reading a book about making friends after the divorce. And I was like, wow. Yeah. This was really hard on you, Sarah. Yeah. That sucks. I, yeah. I, I semi want to meet his ex-wife character. Just to, see, yeah, just to see like what happened. Yeah. I'm very curious. I'm curious. Yeah. Cause it, it looked like it just, I mean, divorce is no joke, guys. I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to no, make no, light no. of it, but like, it seemed like there was a there was a giant story that we did not get, and mm-hmm. I would like to see what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, it's like if they don't come back, I'm not going to be heartbroken. Yeah. But it, they definitely uh, set up some interesting characters with Steve and with Xander. Oh my god, who Xander. was really kind of the villain in this episode? Oh, he was just a. Li- I mean, mind you guys, he is ten years old. Ten year old sometimes that can be is little true. jerks. That so, like, is true. It can happen. I'm yep. not saying all of them. Are, no, but, no. Like you're in that weird stage of being a preteen mm-hmm. before you become a teenager, but you're still a child, and it's just, it's just, it's just strange for some yeah. some, some boys. Yeah. And he was just kind of a jerk. Yep. Especially when he was stomping. Yeah. So basically, Louise stole the doll. They hid the doll. Uh, Mr. Fran had a freak out because the doll was missing. Because as he was getting drunker and feeling like things weren't going well between he and Gail, his tactic to be like, love me, was to give her the yarn doll. Yeah. Uh, so he went to go to get the yarn doll, and it was gone. So his whole world is falling apart. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and... Uh, Linda. Oh my god, that scene was so scary. Linda. It was my mother. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just straight up, literally just like, look into my eyes, Louise, look into them. Are they crazy enough? Like, you need to find this doll or you're gonna be doing chores for whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god. Yep. I've never seen Linda this upset before. Yep. And she's trying not to get her sister to move in with her. I, I don't blame her. Gail, I mean, Gail's awesome, but there are times you're just like, mm, no, Yeah, Gail. I don't think I'd want to live with Gail. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Especially after that, that was it, that, it, was it Thanksgiving or Christmas where he had to like drag her through the snow? Yeah, Thanksgiving. No, not doing that. Yeah. Not doing that again. Nope. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, it was really cool to see Linda put on her mom pants, like yep. hardcore and yep. really get, dig into both, um, Tina, Louise, and Jean yeah. about their tactics. Yep. Yep, so. and and we see the first sort of step of Louise's moral dilemma, mm-hmm. where she really was going to get the doll and give it back, but she realized that the doll was gone. Because we had a kleptomaniac running around in the house named yep. Xander. So Xander took the doll. I love how <laughs> Louise was just like, your pockets are looking, or your, your shorts your cargo are looking, shorts. They're looking a little full there, buddy. And he's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You're 10, you shouldn't know that. But also... All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the subtle humor that uh, we see in Bob's Burgers. I can a lot totally of the time. see my my like my fa- like my little brothers being like what and just yeah. me and my mom and my dad just cracking up. Yep, 
That's good. Yeah, that's the thing is that, you know, overall, this is definitely a show that's for adults, but mm. a lot of the jokes would just, if you were a kid watching this, you would just go, Phew. Yep, and you'd be like, what? What does that mean? Why are mom and dad laughing so hard? <laughs> dad, like, did a spit take. What's happening? <laughs> so. uh, yeah, but he, he took the doll, and he... And they're chasing after him, and they're like, you gotta empty your pockets. So he does exactly what they asked, and but empties his a, pockets just all over the streets. Into a storm drain. Mm-hmm. I was just like, um, rude yeah. much? Yeah, what she had, he had a bunch of little knickknacks, but he had Bob's spatula, yes. Linda's necklace, and the doll. And like a bunch of other things. I thought yeah. that, uh, I thought Louise used the spatula and the necklace. Oh, no, 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 she, I, I first, yeah, he had, exactly, you're right. Yeah, because it was just it was just there, I think. And uh, yeah, she she used the necklace and the spatula or something to get the doll out. Oh no, she's well, she the clomper, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. grabber, the grabber, which was confiscated from her at the beginning of the episode. Again, really good writing where they introduced this grabber and it came back in the end. Yeah, and I'm sad that Mr. Fra- uh, Mr. Fraud didn't get to see this whole thing mm-hmm. happen because he was obviously still in the bathroom throwing up. But <laughs> and like. <laughs> But I love how she was. The, that was the first thing she did. She's like, "Oh well, I can't break them up, but I can grab my, you know, my my grabber, which I think it was called uh, a Bucci Gumi grabber." And I was like, "Oh, that crap!" I didn't know even, they had like brands. Okay, and like, yeah. and yeah, and that's what I, she found. The doll. I thought of it as some sort of weird little like anime character. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a Doraemon kind yes. of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been totally fine with it because I'm like, oh yeah, I'd probably buy one of those. Yeah. You know, but I love how she yeah, that the fact that they it came all back around full freaking circle and you it to get the doll out which was extremely gross when she did take that out yeah but what was the the bargain for the doll oh the bargain for the doll was that uh xander was going to uh well first of all the the initial bargain that louise had tried to make in exchange for xander confessing that he was the one stealing the doll because yes, yes, initially yes. when the doll gets knocked down the store drain uh louise is thrilled she's like i don't see anything wrong with this yeah i got what i want yep uh, Mr. Friend is never going to be able to give Gail the stupid doll. I got my grabber back. He's not going to be part of my life. This is great. Yeah. Uh, and it's even better because I'm not going to get grounded because I didn't steal the doll. Xander stole the doll. And Xander's like, why would I confess? I can't do that <laughs> mm-hmm. weird yep. thing that he does. But yes. Yep. Uh, but yes, the uh, the reason that he was supposed to confess is because he was going to get to kiss Tina. There it is. I was like, what was the bargain? And I was like, oh, it was to kiss Tina. And this is when Tina literally went silent. <laughs> but deadly on yep. this one? Yep. If you guys could see this scene, I really hope that you guys go back and watch it. It's literally... It, I love it because there was no change. No. She was literally just staring at Louise and Louise was just just blurting, like, word vomiting, like, oh, that was a terrible pun, but, like, you know, she was sitting there, and, like, just, she was just blurting out stuff of what Tina would, I guess, would be saying if she was actually saying words. That yeah. was crazy. Yep. Favorite scene. Yep. Oh, it, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and as I mentioned earlier, again, it was cool to see that parallel between mom, Linda, and daughter, Tina. Yeah, because the fact that she is the oldest, and yeah. even Gene was like, alright, Tina, t- take it, you know, like, you're being a little harsh. Like, yeah. I love that you could tell that they were siblings, and how Xander was like, what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Xander had no idea what was happening. But I did think it was very funny when uh, they brought up the, the kissing bargain, and Xander's like, Okay, but no tongue. I'm only 10 years old. I'm not ready yet. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Because I was like, yeah, if he's like this Mr. Confident with his lips and stuff, I knew, I knew when, uh, like, when we were in junior high or even fifth grade, yeah. that's usually where the time frame is that people weren't doing the making out thing. No. So that's like, that terrified me as a, as a kid. Cause I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not ready for that. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means when there's tongue or when you watch a movie like your parents are watching. Yeah, you're like, sneak yeah. Over and watch, you're like, ew, gross. Yeah. yeah, and even still, it's like, I mean, you know, we've seen t- Tina sort of 
grow up throughout the seasons mm-hmm. to the point that now she's sort of more comfortable yes, with the, with the uh, kissing thing as we saw when she had her pseudo Banksy boyfriend. Whoa. Whoa. I remember, I still, I still get like, I can just feel my stomach tightening because that was, that was gross. That was <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible much. kissing. Again, congratulations Foley, whoever you are, artist, person, because those, those, the noises are the worst yeah, the, part. The sound effects uh, in this are <laughs> on point (laughs) oh god i just thinking about it just gives me gives me chills it's in the worst kind of way yeah but anyway but yeah yeah. so yeah so louise uh caves under (laughs) tina's intense glare and she rescues the doll uh and she knew exactly how to get it with the grabber yeah uh everybody comes out exactly everybody comes outside and she gives gail the doll and it's like look at me i'm the hero louise i did the right (laughs) thing the thing is that what I like about Louise is like she's consistent as a character where she did the right thing, she did. but she wasn't really happy about doing the right thing because yep. <laughs> it didn't really serve what she, Louise, wanted. Not even close. Nothing in this bargain or this whole accomplishment that she did would benefit her at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. If anything, it would have been better if it ended the way that she had envisioned it and yep. Tina with her eyes. <laughs> Hadn't convinced her otherwise. I'm never gonna be able to get that out of my head. It's just, yeah, just, just staring, Tina glaring, just staring at you with no emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys are listening, iTunes listeners, iTunes you're listeners, out. I'm I'm glaring into my cameras. If I were Tina, <laughs> please go, guys. Please go to YouTube.com, find AfterBuzz TV, look up Bob's Burgers, <laughs> and just look at Emma staring at you with that. If you've done something wrong, Emma's just gonna just have that. Exactly, just have that vision in your brain and think about doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, and and I liked that at the end of the episode, you know, Tina said to Louise, you did the right thing. Yeah. Of course, she told her in a very awkward scenario yes. <laughs> wherein Gail and Mr. Frond oh, God. realized oh, that God. both of them were wrong because, as you know, as we were oh, talking about scene. earlier, Mr. Frond thought that Gail didn't like him. Gail thought that Mr. Frond didn't like her. Which is so silly to me. Right. Because they're perfect for each other. Oh, no, it's they're gross. great. They're great for each other. And uh, they realize that they're perfect for mm. each other. And mm. uh, again, mm. again, it's the sound effects. <laughs> so crazy because you knew you knew what he was doing in that bathroom and he even like explained he's like i'm sorry i know that me throwing up and crying in this bathroom is not very you know i'm not gonna get a third date i'm not gonna yeah. get a third date and she like the the animation even changes a little bit mm-hmm. before this scene and she grabs him and just full like his, her tongue came all the way out and i was like i'm done i can't watch this i can't do it like this is crazy i'm so happy for gail and mr fron but that yeah. the scene was too much i like i had to tap out i was like i'm done yeah. i can't do it and i I love how Louise was just like, I don't want to stand here. Yeah, let's Watch leave. Let's leave. <laughs> like, She's like, thank you, Tina, but can we not talk about this here? Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I agree with you because this is disgusting. But again, I love love is love. That's great. But yeah. no, <laughs> no, can't do it. So uh, congratulations, Gail. I'm happy. for Yeah, you. definitely. I'm <laughs> disgusted, but I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'm sorry, iTunes listeners. You had to hear us pretty much like half vomit. Yeah, <laughs> yep. microphones. Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, any other things that you want to talk about before we uh, dive into uh, some predictions, as they were? No, we can totally get in Let's there. do it. Yeah. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. I did like that apparently Mr. Fraud smells like pencils, because he works at school. <laughs> smells like pencils. I love it, because when, when Steve comes in the first time, she's like, I'm here on a date. 
He'll be here in a minute. Yeah. He smells like pencils. And yeah. they're like, okay, Gail. Yeah, yeah. and then he refers to, uh, re- prefers to refer to himself as an emotion coach. Oh, my God. Rather than a guidance counselor. So I don't know. What, what sort of themes and things do you think they might explore in oh, subsequent this, episodes this in one, this season? I don't know. I'm just glad that it's back. Yeah. But I'm really hoping... That we find. I mean, I miss Jimmy Jr., so I want to see more of him. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, I think I we're due for another uh, Tina and Jimmy Jr. storyline. Yeah, because I mean, we, for a while we had our our Banksy lookalike, which was really which was mm. really really fun. And that yeah, in that episode, know. and that episode did kind of end with Jimmy Jr. seeming like. Hey, I might kind of be into Tina. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. So I was like, wait a minute. Wait a yeah. minute. So if Jimmy Jr. has finally seen that, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Tina is having affections for somebody else who is a terrible kisser. Yes. I add. But I would like to see more of that. Maybe mm-hmm. Jimmy Jr. may be trying a little bit more to get mm-hmm. Tina. And then Tina's just like, well, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I just had a really serious relationship and it kind of went to crap. Yeah. I'm not ready for you yet. And we've now also had two episodes in a row that ultimately were about Louise deciding to do the right thing. Yes. So I'm wondering what we're going to see from her in terms of her growth as as a a character. character. Yeah, like, is she going to come into... Is she going to, without any pressure, make the decision to do the right thing on her own? I I would hope so. Maybe someone's like really in trouble, especially one of the siblings, either Jean yeah, or Tina, yeah. and I really want Louise to just really step up on that one. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that she will, mm-hmm. but I would like to see that. I think it's just, I kind of want to see, we usually get a lot of Bob and and Linda kind of growing in some weird mm-hmm. fashion as an adult mm-hmm. and stuff, but I want to see more from the kids. Yeah, because I think one. that the kids especially now are all, and you know, the show's been on for five years now, yeah, it's crazy I think. to me. Um, yeah, at least four, and, uh, and, and the kids are now, like, at a point in the show where, okay, and, and again, the, the thing that's really brilliant about Bob's Burgers is it's never been sort of a one joke show. Mm-hmm. You know, even though this is absolutely a super episodic show, yeah. you don't have to see every single episode to understand and appreciate what's but going on. Though. But there, it, there is definitely like a richness to it yeah. if you watch all of the episodes and you see it. You know, again, I brought up the example of Tina from earlier where, you know, she started off very much as like, a young teenager kind of just in her fantasizing own about the idea of, yeah, you know, kissing and things like that. And, and she's then a sexual. Right. Being. And now we see her like actually physically exploring that. Mm-hmm. So it's Which is awesome. Yeah. I just, and also because of the fact that it's been five years again, I know it's not like a Stewie situation where like, we don't know how old he is or he right, grows, right, right. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like you can tell that these characters have matured. And I just, I feel like with Jean and Tina and Louise, even though Tina has had a lot of, uh, of story arc, I feel like, it's time for them to not just be these these kids in the background just saying these really cool one-liners that just kind of come out. Yeah. I want to see like a, a fully developed story. It is. I mean, and that and that is, you know, the thing that I that I like about the kids is, you know, you, we've seen all these stories of okay, we're we're the kids, we're the siblings, we're supporting each other, but now I think we're starting to get more storylines of the kids sort of growing into mm-hmm. adults. Yeah, at least a little bit. It doesn't have yeah. to be super fast. No, no, like, of course not. Like maybe like Tina like thinking about not like college immediately, but like right. I want to take some college courses then she meets like a college boy or something that, and, she, like, and that would totally be in character for yeah, Tina. Or, something, yeah. or like Louise like going into the fact of like okay I want to see what you know I mean technically they are technically in the same school or the same area of the school. Yeah. I want to see Louise kind of like seeing what the older kids are doing even though she hates everybody yeah. and people in general but maybe she finds that one person that yep. like really gets her. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so excited to get into high school because yeah no yeah, yeah yeah it would be really nice to see Louise really connect with somebody. Exactly and 
whether it doesn't have to be a love interest. I no. don't really care. I just want her to have somebody who just who's just as crazy and weird and as psychotic she, as Louise yeah, is. That would be nice. And then Gene, I I, I don't care <laughs> what he gets into because he's just amazing. He's magical. Yeah. Uh, we are overdue for a Linda episode, though. Yes, that's <laughs> what I was saying. I was just I'm rewatching it on um, on Netflix. Yeah. And I love when Linda does her the band gets back together. Yep. I want one of those episodes back. Yep. Or like when she did the musical theater th- thing. You know what I'm talking about with the burglar yep. that comes in. Oh my god, that episode was amazing. I just watched that before I got here, oh. and I was like, this episode is amazing. I want more Linda stuff. Yep, yep. Because oh, she's when great. they do the musical in the restaurant, oh, it's so good. The, the musical Burgers. murder mystery. Yes, and it was great. And I, lo- I love that. I would love, I think my favorite thing I would like, it doesn't have to happen this season, but whenever it yeah. happens, I want Linda to try out for some musical oh, that's yeah. in town yes. that's coming in as an understudy, and she gets the role, and she just fucking, blo- ooh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, they, the water. they curse on the show. They yeah. curse on the show. It's Sorry, fine. guys. Um, but like she blows it out the water and she's fantastic is yeah. what I'm saying so I, I was so excited because I love Linda so much yeah. I, I want to see more from her yeah yeah. no I mean it's just it's it's such a great show and it's so great that it's back yeah. and I'm just really excited to I'm, I'm ready for new adventures yeah, yeah. Belcher I'm, family adventure. I'm ready to see uh, the continuing adventures of uh, the Belcher clan oh my god it's great yep so uh, yeah that's gonna bring uh, this <laughs> episode of the Bob's Burgers after show to a close Alexis where can people find you on the internet? You can find me all over social media at ATORS890. You can also follow me here all over AfterBuzz because I'm not usually the voice of chat or the voice of the booths, but you can also find me here on Castle, Supernatural. Uh, we're having a watch-along for Galaxy Quest coming yes, up on Wednesday. on Wednesday. Also, before we go, we continue, uh, that something something cast in the chat says, the image of Emma glaring is now my phone box screen. <laughs> oh. We did it, Internet! Yay! We did it! Okay, Emma, where can they find your beautiful uh, I'm Emma Fife. You can find me all over the internet at my name, Emma Fife, uh, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E, if you're listening. Those are all F's as in Fred, no S's as in sync. They tend to sound the same on the phone or when you say them into a microphone that gets recorded and then transmitted into people's ears. Uh, ears. Thank you, uh, Something Something Cast, uh, for that. I actually was just a uh, guest host on uh, on the Something Something Cast. Uh, yeah, myself and Meredith Placco joined them to oh talk God, about uh, the Doctor Who Christmas special and also the like oldie-timey Sherlock thing, we had some opinions, Ooh, so uh, okay. you should, you should I check that out that. if you uh, if you want to uh, <laughs> to give that a listen. Uh, you can also see me on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzzTV.com. Face Off, uh, oh, Agent gosh. Carter comes back on Tuesday. Uh, gosh, what else am I doing? Star Wars Rebels comes back on Wednesday. So many shows coming so back shows. right now. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the hundred for me. Yeah. On Thursday. I yeah. Love the so much. Sorry. Okay. Uh, and again, uh, Alexis and I will be doing a watch along uh, for Galaxy I'm Quest so on Wednesday on the Popcorn Talk, which is one of our uh, affiliate networks here in honor of the late and great Alan Rickman. Oh, uh, I, I was cry. honored I enough to do a uh, a David Bowie tribute with Labyrinth uh, last week, and this week it'll be uh, Alan Rickman. So yeah. again, thank you so much, you guys, for joining us. Remember, you can always use that hashtag ABTVBobsby to continue to talk to us throughout the week, your lives, etc. And uh, we will be back next week, same place, same time, with another episode of the Bob's Burgers After Show. Wow, bye, bye. guys! <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 